Welcome to the Random Tea American Gods podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season one, episode seven, A Prayer for a Man, Sweetie. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh my gosh. Did my, you like it? My small son. Aww. My small, large son. Your small, large son. Who I also want to bang. Yeah, well, there's that too. Oh my God, I loved it. I really did. This is probably my favorite episode. Yeah? And I, I know I kind of feel bad saying that because it's basically two people and there's no shadow there's no wednesday there's no bigger conflict yeah but i loved it it was very engaging yes it was very interesting uh i've been looking forward to the se story since the show started the se coming to america story is probably my favorite of all of the coming to america stories and i like what they did with it yeah because you we listened to um the uh the version of it from the book today. Yeah, I played it for you at, this morning. Um, and you just let me listen to that one little bit, just That's so it. nobody thinks I've been spoiled. Um, it's about twenty minutes, and it's in chapter four. If anyone wants to go looking, for yeah, it. and it was really good. But like, also, I really like this version. But, and as I was explaining to you, when I first listened to that story, I wanted. The because the difference is uh, they changed uh, Essie Trigowan to Essie McGowan. They yep. changed they Irished her, her up. They Irished her up. She was uh, from Cornwall. Yes, originally in the story, and they moved her to, to Ireland to have uh, Mad Sweeney take the place of the Pixies. Yes, or uh, Piskies. Yes, as they're called in the book, which is basically just a Cornwall pixie. Cornish pixie. Cornish pixie. Um, and I, I told you when I first read that story. I wanted the pixie to be Mad Sweeney. Yeah. Because it's a redhead. Dressed all in green. Dressed all in green. Sounded just like a leprechaun to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I really appreciate what they did. And the the fact that they they did did change it to Mad Sweeney and basically didn't change a whole lot else and it still worked. They didn't. It wasn't a reach. No, it wasn't a reach. It worked for the the leprechaun. it It felt very organic. Yeah. And we got a lot of backstory on Sweeney. Yeah. We got, the, the like we were always talking about, the Mad King, mm-hmm. um, where he originated from in his, Maybe. Uh, his, his story through. Uh, but we also got Essie, mm-hmm. whose story I've always just loved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I don't even know what about it that I love so much, but I just do. But so, yeah. I loved it. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I was like, he needs all the hugs. I really felt like it gave us a lot of insight into not not even so much uh, Laura. Yeah, like, Laura was just window dressing. Yeah, in Laura this episode. Would, I I honestly for a while I was like, I really hope they don't switch back to the regular story because I'm happy for this to be the whole episode. But I do think they had to have some tie into what was going on in current day, and I think it helped. Yeah. Um, but I really feel like it pushed. Mad Sweeney's story. It gave us more insight into his character. Yeah. They really expanded his... They've expanded his character so much. He is not in the book near... Yeah. The amount. fraction of I this. approve of the increased presence. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I think he's a great character. Great what actor they've made too. made him out to be. Oh, oh God, Pablo. <laughs> Bless his heart. Me too, um, baby. But before we get too far into it... Right. We recorded so early last week yeah recorded a day early because of social obligations that we had that we missed michael's emails by hours yeah so 
Yeah, sorry. I guess we should have said yeah. we were recording super early. Yeah. Um, so this goes back to Lemon Scented You. Okay. And for Michael, this is brief. Okay. Uh, so this was the episode where they introduced Mr. World. Yes. <clears throat> Think back. Yes, Marilyn Monroe. It's, it's been a while. This is Aloha, ladies. So, yeah, after this episode, I had to take a step back. They're now veering so far from the book, I wish I hadn't recently reread, re-listened to the story. Uh, yeah, I could it, see that being a double-edged sword. It makes it irritating going, what the fuck is this? What's this? What's this? <laughs> All the time. So I'll be behind the curve on feed more likely as I stew over each episode. I get that. Yeah. Kim does that, too. And as he, Michael himself so eloquently put it, there's that baggage that comes along with it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, he says, so the creepy thin man from Charlie's Angels is now Mr. World. Sure, why not? He yeah. does creepy after all, but it he feels does. much like the same character. His henchman, technical boy, and media are probably the best part of the episode. Okay. I'll have to agree to disagree because I didn't like technical boy. No. I mean, I... I'm not supposed to like Technical Boy, but I'm also, like, Trey emotional when it comes to, like, nah, I don't like you. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, He says, Matt Sweeney gets a bit better, but the idea of him willing to wait it out to get his coin kind of kills his desperation to get the coin back. Uh, The dialogue undermined his motivation. Wait, wait, try. (laughs) I think some of it was that he's, now he's, there's part of him that's just happy to know where it is. Yeah, there's that. He says, I still don't get any sense that Laura has real feelings for Shadow. Yeah, I know. You're not alone there. She understands they're somehow tied together, but it doesn't come across as love. No, no matter how often she says it no, is. It, yeah, it feels a lot more like an unhealthy obsession. Mm-hmm. Not that there's a healthy obsession, but... Yeah. You know. He says, if they're really planning to make this multiple seasons, then why tip the Mr. World reveal so early? The whole police station scene ruined the episode for me. Again, really wishing I hadn't refreshed my knowledge of the story prior to watching the series. Anyway, I'm still here if I'm probably grumbling to myself the whole time watching it. That's okay. I do that with a lot of stuff. Michael, <laughs> practice this phrase. Get off my lawn! <laughs> I it, totally feel you. Yeah. I. Yeah. In watching Lemon Scented You, there, I was doing a lot of that. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah. Why is Mr. World here? I don't like it. I don't like it. Um... Yeah, yeah. I and I get that because, uh, like, even though this piece of media, I don't, I didn't ingest before the show. Like, I've been on that side, and I know the. And it's even worse when you're like, I know I'm being irrational, and this is dumb, but also I don't like it. You know. Yeah. So like I like I feel you. I think a lot of people that have read a book and then seen an adaptation and just been like, no, see feel me, you see me and every Stephen King movie ever made. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Like they better not ever even attempt to make a movie of Duma Key. Oh God, it'll fucking suck. Actually, I think you you're actually going to probably end up liking Dark Tower more now that we found out that it's not straight up from the book no it's not it's not it's actually i think it's post yeah i think it's supposed to be post the book yeah which i'm i'm much more relaxed about it now yeah especially since there's no eddie and suzanne because that was like totally weirding me out uh green mile was actually an okay adaptation shawshake redemption uh but that was a short story but but even if it's okay there's still stuff that the stand it the shining is still weird to me even when i see like 
Harry Potter. There are bits that you just go. See, yeah. See, see, I, with Harry Potter, I'm a mixed bag because the first couple of, I saw the first couple of movies first and then went back and read the books. And by the last one, like I read Deathly Hallows in its entirety the day it came out. Yeah. So, yeah. So I saw both sides of that. Yeah. But so like all that to say, if you have complicated feelings about it because you are a book reader, I'm sure you're not alone. No. Because, I mean, Johnny's right there with you. Yeah. I've I've sat here and argued with it. Because I can't tell you. Yeah. I've sat here and argued with my TV. I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, but Yeah, it's probably good mm. that we don't watch it together. Like, in person together. The first time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, this one is for Murder of Gods. Okay. Previous episode. This is the Vulcan episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He says, I'm trying to set the book story aside and enjoy the show. It's not easy. None of this episode is book canon. That's correct. Um, He says, I did like the take on the revival of Vulcan from God of the Fire and Forge to that of the gun. As for the inspiration of the story being the statue of Vulcan in Birmingham, I feel you two may be too close to the source. (laughs) Hold up. Let me finish what he has to say before you comment. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't get the impression that it was an indictment of Birmingham. I saw it as a shot at the American gun culture and its Venn diagram intersection with bigotry. I know you still won't like that, but that's how I saw it. No, it's cool if it was an indictment of Birmingham. Like, that's totally cool. We have a lot of shitty history. It was that they didn't credit us. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. Yeah, it's not even that. And and he's right. It is a shot at the American gun culture. Oh, it absolutely. It's it's a lot more than just Birmingham. The Venn too. diagram intersection with big. He's totally yes. right about that. Yes. Um, being, we didn't get credit. <laughs> but being from Birmingham, you have to understand this is still true today. Yeah. Of Bir- Birmingham's still like this. Yeah. Not everybody, but like no, yeah. but as that's, a general, that's poll, why I was like, if we need to talk shit about it to like get people to actually think about it. Let's talk shit about it properly. Alabama is actually still like this. Yeah. We still have... Guns are still legal here. Yeah. Uh, the concealed... Uh, carry, carry conceal. Oh, yeah. You, you go down... You pay... Depending on your county, you can pay anywhere from 10 to $20 a year yep. to have a right to carry concealed weapons yep. in this state. They're everywhere. Yeah. And it's frightening. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's not counting no, it's the it's pe- true. That's not counting the people that openly carry them because you don't need open a conceal. Open carry. You don't need, you a, don't need a conceal you permit for that. You do not need a, a permit to carry open. Yeah. And, yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. So, yeah. It, mostly it was just like, um, get your shit straight. Because they're, sh- they're like flat out lying. There is no Vulcan Alabama. There's no Vulcan Alabama. It's not. The only statue of Vulcan is. I just We just don't understand why they didn't just come out and say. The Vulcan statue in Birmingham. That's, yeah. That statue is the largest iron statue in the country, I think. Yeah. And his ass is bare for all to see. It was built for a World's, World's Fair. Yeah, yeah, that ass still shines over. By the way, Vestavia. Vestavia. Named after Vesta. Yeah. And we also have a fountain <laughs> downtown. Oh, that you, Very the devil pagan. fountain? Yeah, the, yeah, the devil fountain. Yeah, it's super pagan. Super pagan. That's not the devil. It's just a I know, dude with horns. Well, no, the, it's, it's the devil. It's the devil. Five, in five, the one at five points south? Yeah, five points. Huh? Uh, 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 yeah. But yeah, so it was mostly that we weren't getting full credit. Doesn't that have two churches? It does. Five points? I yeah. Think there's at least two churches right down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. No, it's, it's fine. We don't, it's not that. It's. Yeah, you're right. It is of the gun culture as a whole, but gun culture in Alabama. Oh, God. So much. And bigotry in Alabama. So much. Is huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because you, like... Call the kettle black is all I'm saying. Well, that's the thing, like you'll and i'm sure this has happened to you too because you'll you'll talk to people at work and you know work relationships can be super superficial yeah they are and so you'll just be like oh yeah so and so like i'm tight with them like they're cool and then like an older person will just spout something out that's super racist or super bigoted and you're like oh whoa okay you just reminded me that is still a thing okay you just didn't have a good filter on, but you mostly think that all the time. Okay, check. Yeah. Like, that still happens a lot to me. Yeah, I get that, too. I get that, too. And it's it's frightening. I'm kind of glad that happens, though, because then I'm like, okay, we're not we're not where we need to be as a society yet. Okay, check. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So. But that's the, that's the reality you and I live in. Yes. This show. Yes. This episode. We kind of live there. Yeah. Maybe not to the, I mean, no, it was, of course not. it was very dramatized to oh, the point very. of like literally everybody carrying a weapon and very. an armband. But yeah. Yeah. This is a red state. Yeah. So we're just like, if we're going to talk about it, let's like talk about it and have a real conversation. Again, call the kettle. Yeah. Black. Exactly. So anyway, anywho. sorry, I'm, we cannot get off that horse to save our lives. <sighs> All right. It okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. He goes on to say, sorry, Michael, I didn't mean to hijack your feedback. Yeah, you did kind of did you did uh okay he says the Salim, mad sweeney and laura road trip had its moments but overall seems more of a plot device to ultimately have all of them end up at some climactic scene with shadow and wednesday that could be the season ender or the series ending okay okay uh the quote art house music and cinematography is getting tiresome for me just tell the story i don't need angsty shots of bullet making machinery i get that there's there are times where it's like yeah, you're a little too stylized. Yeah, the, the, but that's kind of the show's thing. Yeah. It's one of its gimmicks. Yeah. I'm just kind of hoping that goes away. Well, they did it a little bit in, in Prayer for Mad Sweeney, but it was mostly with the music. You know, so there was the a 50s, lot of... The 50s. Yeah. Um, kind of like... Happy Days music. Yeah. 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 Felt very Frankie Valley, yeah. doo kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, sorry to sound whiny. It's fine. I make a living doing that. Well, not a living, but like, <laughs> I make a hobby doing that. And here we are. Yep. Uh, but I'm not crazy about the creative license choice they made so far in their effort to distance themselves from the novel. As an avid comic fan, I'm used to movies taking liberties with stories, and I can mostly forgive that if the characters feel right. Media and Wednesday are the only characters here that feel close to the book to me. Okay. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Because I know at least you've been saying, like, Shadow does not feel Shadow right does not to you. Feel right. Not all the time. You'll get glim- glimpses of glimpses it. Glimpses of it, yeah. But, yeah, Shadow doesn't feel right. Um, Laura's weird. Mad Sweeney's. Mad Sweeney's just bigger. Yeah. There's more of him. Yeah. He's not the, no, he's not the same character at all. But they've expanded it. Even uh, Anubis and... I'm going to say it wrong. Ibis. Ibis. I always want to call him Ibis. Well, I noticed your um, audiobook, he does pronounce it Ibis. That's where you got it That's from. why I'm calling him Ibis. Yeah. Okay. But the show calls him Ibis. Yeah. And okay. that's how I've always heard it pronounced. Okay. But yeah, George Godot calls him yeah. the other thing. So, uh, final pre-back. Okay. This is from Kim. Okay. Uh, she says, hello, ladies. Loved hearing your Alabama story and the way it connected to the show. I, too, am perplexed by the changing of reality on the part of Gaiman and Fuller the casting of Ricky Whittle and Ian McShane continues to yield magical results 
I like Joe in this episode. Shad- this is a lot of stream of consciousness. That's cool. I like Joe in this episode. Shadow seemed to be hip to Vulcan's truth faster than Wednesday was. Uh, I love this episode, but I still can't deal with dead wife. Um, <laughs> you, you said that wrong. It's asshole dead wife. Yeah, it's asshole dead wife. <laughs> I get that she's being used as a cautionary tale. Appreciate what you have. The problem for the story to work with me, two things would have been in play. One, I would have to care about dead wife as a character, and I don't. Yeah. Two, I would have to feel the character was deserving of the redemption arc. And for me, Laura is the wrong character to select for this part, as I hated her both in the book and the show. Not the kind of hate I have for Vulcan, where I hate the character but would love to see more. Not the I can't with you, why are you still here, that I feel toward dead wife. <laughs> I can't with you, why, are you, with you? why are you still here? No, but like I, I like that articulation, though. Like You do not like Vulcan, but it's one of those where you're like, yeah, but no, I can watch more of you, you're entertaining. Than just I fucking because hate there's, you. There, but there's not uh, as was has been pointed out to us in the past. Yeah, was it's not it's but not interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I can't remember one of our somebody wrote into us. It was, was talking a, about. Yeah, it was somebody like I think that was the first time was it talking Frank? to us. I can't remember. I don't remember. Who but exactly yeah, was but was saying that there's a difference between lo- hating a character and then being interesting. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, she says, I love how the show is linking our current reality with historical religious content. I like how the show is raising questions about wor- the worshiping of false gods, much like is noted in the Bible. While Vulcan is not a fake god in the sense that his status and powers are real, he can be considered a fake god because he allowed himself to be rebranded. Yeah. Thereby negating the truth of his godhood. That was not his true intent as when he was like, I don't know spat forth from whatever uh she's okay sorry my message just just popped uh i agree that mexican jesus has more of a role to play in the story being told and if fuller gaiman and company can keep this quality of writing up i am so here for five seasons of american gods so kim likes the show yay Yay. so then we've got more feedback for this episode right right so are you ready i think so okay wait wait Okay. Uh, so this is directed by Adam Kane, who um, directed the previous episode of Murder of Gods. Um, he's done a bunch of TV, like one episode of this, one episode of that. Um, interesting to relevant to our interests. Um, he did Daredevil season one, episode three, and then okay. Sleepy Hollow season one, episode 12, reaching way back. Wow. Back when it was good. Back when it was a good show. Yeah. And then it was written by full teleplay credit is given to Maria Melnick, who has been credited as staff writer good all season. Um, she literally. She wrote this? Yes. She did the teleplay. Yeah. Awesome job. Damn. She literally, she was credited as a writer's assistant for Black Sales. Yes, she was. She wrote one episode and then this. She is brand spanking new as far as like at least IMDb. So yeah, she could be a stage still. writer. But like she did an amazing job, I think. I thought this was a very well told story. Yeah. Because it's not just picking up the words from the page and like we've seen adaptations that you can't I, just do that. I bet she writes fan fiction. You know she does. I need her fanfic handle. Hey, Maria. Mad Moon. That's all I'm saying. You know she's writing it. Mad you know Moon. she's writing some Mad Moon. Yeah. As we speak. Yeah. Um, so we start off with Anubis, um, and, uh, Ibis, um, being the most precious funeral keeper, funeral keeper, 
funeral married, director married couple married couple ever um because anubis is is working on a corpse and, and ibis wants him to like you know come on like it's time to it, it's time to be done take a break take a break and um <laughs> brings him some beer yep and anubis is like no nope. that, that i got the impression that he made yeah which is so egyptian god isn't it like they had beer like so I, yeah i was geeking out about that i was like it's already starting good um and uh, Anubis informs him that, like, he's like, no, I got to get this guy finished because um, we've got two more coming in. It's a crime of passion. And he's like, besides, you have a story to tell. And he's like, what? I wasn't gonna. And he's like, no, I can always tell. Go right. I can see it in your fingers. <laughs> like, yeah, oh my God, I, I love you guys. What is their ship name? I don't. Anubis? I don't know. Yeah. Somebody work on that. Put. I'm not sure what Ibis is like a bird, I think. And of course, Anubis is jackal. Um, so, so he starts writing and, um, he starts writing about, um, a story from 1721 and the phone rings. And of course it's Anubis and it's, you know, it's the corpses that he knew were coming. Cause you know, God of death. Um, so we, we get a, we get a little preface of, America was not what we like the basically the um grade school version we were given like oh the pilgrims wanted to be free and they came over and founded America and then we fought a revolution and it was all great. Um there was like indentured servitude going on and and he talks about you know what it what it means to be put in transportation. Yeah, he 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 does define transportation. Um I do feel the need to point out here um again if you are not following Orlando Jones's tweets Please As do. you're watching this show, you really should. You're going to get an education. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Um, yeah. He had a thing or two to say about uh, indentured Trans- servitude versus slavery. Slavery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when we listen to the book version, um, they make a comment like Essie took care of the farm and the indentured servants. And, and the, the slaves. slaves. Like, they were two different things. Yeah. Indentured servants are treated better yeah not great but still better still better anyway sorry and anybody that's you know white is going to be treated better than anybody that's not white like let's be real here um so we we start out with um essie mcgowan trigowan Uh, okay but you're not gonna do this the whole episode right please don't do this the whole episode It's like Rachel Gould all over again. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I, I won't. Because I can accept the fact that they changed her name to McGowan to make it Irish. Yes. And man, she is the Irishiest Irish to Irish. She's got to some little like, girl. Yeah. Ooh, that hair. Good gosh almighty. Yeah. And so um, we we get we meet little baby Essie um, and she is listening to her her I'm guessing grandmother um, and she's listening to stories of the fairies the leprechauns all all the magical creatures that um that her that her grand knows about and so we find out that her her father's off to sea and she's waiting for him to come in and and um she she points out that like a a fairy mound and all that good stuff and i was like this is awesome already this is awesome and so um but she also kind of like warns her like they're mischievous and you have to, you know, you have to give them... About the leprechauns, specifically. Yeah, you have to give them a gift in order to get their blessing. And so you see really early on, like, little baby Essie has that, like, kind of ingrained in her in her brain. And so she grows up. Um, she always sets milk out for the fae folk. 
Um, well, of course she does. Of course she does. And um, and we find out that she's a really uh, prolific storyteller. Like we see her telling this story and everybody in the kitchen is like enthralled by her. The children at least. Um, and we also find out that apparently she's Laura Moon. They use the same actress. It's it's Emily. It's the same actress. Yeah. Which they give her they gave her a slightly different nose. I noticed, and they gave her freckles, mm-hmm. and she's got the red hair. Um. So they did slightly different her up. I I was concerned. I was too. But I think she was okay. Well, okay, and we we talked about this briefly before we started recording. I see. Number one, I could I could easily see them being like, listen, we have Emily. Why not let her do it? We get two for one. We we show a very marked connection between um, Mad Sweeney and the woman that looks like, um, that turns out Laura Moon looks a lot like Essie, who he mm-hmm. has a very strong backstory with. Um, and also, you don't you you don't get the um, audience attached to a woman you're never, ever going to see again. Well, then you don't have to pay another actress. And, and Emily's a, a wonderful actress. Uh, and... I was watching an interview, um, Entertainment Weekly, they do the, this every episode, uh, where they were talking about how good Emily is at accents. Yeah. The woman is Australian. Which I didn't know. I just assumed she was British. Uh, and she does an American accent. She's like, wow. And she's done one since she was T90 because she did an American accent in a series of unfortunate events. Yes, yeah, she did. I had no idea she was not an I American child. I forgetting that's her. I know. I know. Um, She's excellent at accents, and that's one of the reasons why they wanted to use her. Yeah. Uh, And they, I mean, they had her. Why not use her? Yeah. I just think it kind of complicated it unnecessarily. I have thoughts on that, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, So we see her making eyes at um, at the the boy, Bartholomew, asshole. Um, And and we see her placing bread out for the the fey folk, and most notably the leprechaun. Okay, now... Specifically, the bread that she has, they don't really explain it, but what it is, is it's the bread left over from Bartholomew's meal. That's very important. Yeah, she, and she because she's furtively based, stole it. She took the, took his bread, wrapped her hair, a piece of her hair around it. Yep. She's asking for a specific favor. Right. She want that boy. Cause she, but then she leaves the coin. You don't ask for a favor without, without an offer of gold. Especially for a leprechaun. Especially for a leprechaun. And we see her being watched. And you're like, eh. And it's Sweeney. <laughs> oh, my baby Sweeney. Um, so, of course, uh, she gets what she asks for. Yes, she does. In the form of, you know, they do the do. Um, and so. Uh, the horizontal refreshment. Horizontal refreshment. Mm. Um, I'm the dragon one, by the way. I need oh, to you like, are? text okay. the, everybody that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry. And. Um, <laughs> They're like laying in the kitchen and she's like, oh yeah, so you know, you're gonna, you're gonna forget me. And he's like, no, no, we're gonna get married. And already I was like, oh fuck, I know what's gonna happen. And uh, so he gives her a necklace. A and, specific necklace. Uh, like a family necklace. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we get, and I really like that we get um, Ibis's um, narrative throughout the whole thing. Yes. He is actually narrating this. And so you get like, I know we haven't seen him a lot. But I feel like we get more of him, uh, at least even if it's just verbal, because I think he's excellent. He's just wonderful. I really like him. Um, and so we find out that um, Essie is a very smart young lady. And um, 
but she's also very ambitious, Uh-oh. which, you know, has not historically worked out well for women. And, um, we find out that, um, the, uh, lady of the house, Bartholomew's mother, um, she gets wind of the fact that she has this necklace who Essie is apparently pissed off this other serving girl who rats her out for like looking at the necklace, which I was like, Oh, Essie. Um, and, uh, they, they make this big thing about it and they say that she was, uh, you know, she stole it and she's like, I didn't steal it. Your son gave it to me cause we're totes going to get married. And the, Oh, the mom asks him and he's like, no, no ma'am. So of course she gets sentenced. Of course she does. Uh, cause she's, a thief supposedly and so she's gonna get seven years transportation in america um so we see her really shitty conditions on the ship um still better than a slave still better than a slave um which i thought it was interesting because we have already seen that as well we've seen the slave perspective yeah, we as did. well yeah we did um so uh you know she she makes uh she makes a meet cute with the captain even so, despite while she's on that ship, she's still leaving the crumbs for the leprechauns. Still, even at this point, yes. And so she, um, she gets in with the captain, and there he's going to take her to London to pretend to be his wife. And you're like, okay, but again, this is Essie surviving. Yes, it is. And you will see this over and over again. So they go to London, and they're like, you know, like any newlywed, they can't keep their hands off each other, and they're gross, and um. He's gonna he's gonna sail out again because you know he's a ship. That's captain. what he does. And what um one thing I think the book does better than the show emphasizing is that while they're in transit, those indentured servants belong to the captain. Yes, the captain then sells them to specific people in Correct. the Americas. Yes. So at that point, like he kind of owns her, and but they got married. So I don't know that they got legit married. I think he is presenting Posing. her as okay. his wife okay which but it makes it super squeaky oh yeah it's it's still illegal yeah Totes it's illegal it's super squeaky too because oh, like yeah yeah but you but know again she's surviving exactly and so um he promises her that he'll return and she's like oh that's great and i love it because as soon as he leaves i think she closes the window and then she's like i'm gonna steal everything you got and she leaves yes she does and you're like yay um so so we go to um we go to our 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 favorite road, road show. show. Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. And so um we've got uh god is it, I keep I keep Salim. It's Salim and I keep it's not spelled the way I think Salim should be spelled with an e. So yeah. It's Salim. He continues driving and um he's he's and uh Laura's in the front seat. She's got shadow vision. And she sees her shadow vision. And you're just like, okay, so that's still a thing. So, um, so she's very focused again on Shadow. And so they stop. And um, nobody knows why. And nobody knows why. Um, they stop at this ranch where there's a big white buffalo. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I remember a buffalo and it had flames. This is a different buffalo. But so here's your Native American. Yes. This is the white buffalo, uh, that was born in people from all around, uh, came to see it right right then uh the dude and the the buffalo a year to the day later was struck by lightning this story sounds very familiar to me yeah but it's more the location yeah and that all these people traveled to this one location that concept is more important to the story okay okay than the story itself 
Oh, okay. Wink, wink. Noted. Check. The clues are all here. I'm just waiting for you to find them. Oh, my God. So, um, so Salim has to, <laughs> he has to pray. And, of course, Sorry. Mad Sweeney's a dick about it. The rug. Um, he's like, he's like, uh, you know, do you have to do that all the time? And, and Salim's like, yeah. Five times a day. Anyway. And full he, load. He does invite Laura. And she's like, no, I'm good. Um, and she, she actually asks him what I think is a very pointed question. Do you love your God or do you love... Um, do you like him or do you like like him? <laughs> or <laughs> Are you in love? Are you in love with your God? Um, and he's like, I love I love my God. Eh. And then, of course, Matt Sweeney's urinating nearby. Well, as you do. And, um... I mean, it's a road trip. My trash son. Um, and he sees, he sees a raven and he starts bitching at it. And it's amazing. Yeah, he does. He's like, I already told you. Um, and so of course, Laura finds him talking to him. I just want to know if it's Hunan or Minin. I know, right? Hunan or Minin. or Minin. And, um, he's, uh, he's basically saying like, I'm, I'm abiding my, by my arrangement. I'm going to Wisconsin. Calm your tits. Um, and so, uh, Laura's there and she's like, what you doing? And he's like, nothing. And so she's like, can't a man have a moment alone with his prick? I think it's an honest question. To I ask. mean, like, I think he can. I think that's allowed. And um, so she's like, let's let Salim go. Aww. Like, he's a nice guy. And like, I think we should maybe not be dicks to him. And um, and he's like, no, no, we don't need to do that. And so um, this is when <laughs> she's just like. Anyway, hey, Selim, here's where your gin is. And she tells him where to go. Because Sweeney lets it slip. Yes. That that's where they're going in the end. In Wisconsin. And um, and it's the house on the rock. Yes. And Selim's like, that's awesome. Um, and so uh, he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> but he tells, he tells Mad Sweeney, he's like, you're an unpleasant creature. And I was like, yes, he is. But he, he is leaves, my trash son. But he left his rug. I know. He left his prayer rug. I know. I don't know if that was an oversight in the editing. Like he had already put it back in the car, and then, but yeah, we were both it like, really but, bothered but, but, me. Yeah, that this very devout man, devout man who prays the full load of five a day, yep. did not see him get his his prayer rug. Yeah. It concerns me. Yeah. He's going to miss that later. But he going to get him some gin. Yay. Yay. And so Matt Sweeney's pretty fucking pissed. Vandalizes a picnic table, which was also kind of <laughs> hot. And it shouldn't have been. And um, so Laura's like, anyway. So she's like, um, the nicest carjacking in history. She's like, hey, we're going to steal your truck. And he's like, um, but it's not mine. It's my boss's. And she's like, we're going to steal your boss's truck. And he's like, I, I, I can't. Like, I'll get in trouble. He'll think that, like. I just gave it to you. And so, um, she, he's like, at first, uh, I don't, who was it that didn't understand what he was saying? Cause he was saying basically like, if I'm not Laura beaten didn't. up. Laura, Laura's still a little clueless. Yeah. And Matt Sweeney's like, world. um, he means like without being beaten up. And so, um, of course, Matt Sweeney obliges and punches now, him. Now they do have the, this, this was hilarious to me. Yeah. Because, uh, the the guy the ice cream truck dude's like okay yeah you'll kill me can she punch me and sweetie's like yeah no no, no. she will fuck you up yeah no <laughs> yeah and so they take the ice cream truck and you're like okay so we go back to essie oh yay essie who is me and every rpg that lets you steal and even in the ones that don't yes 
And our friend Caitlin has just started playing Elder Scrolls online with me. And when we play together, I'm like, steal it. Steal the thing. Steal all the things. So, yeah. I, You're leading her down a life of crime. I love it. I am. And uh, so I was like, I was like, oh, my God, I understand this. So she's just stealing a bunch of stuff. And um, she's independent. She doesn't need no man. And um, but all through this, she's become not prosperous, but she's she's doing OK. She's doing pretty well. She for is herself. continuing to remember to leave gifts. Well, and that's why she's doing it. Yeah. And OK. Uh. Something to point out about this scene is it was it was pointed out to me. I read, I don't remember if it was an article I read or, or one of those videos I watched about it. But uh, if you'll notice that her clothes mm-hmm. in in those days, you didn't just go out and buy new clothes. No. In order to appear more prosperous, mm-hmm. you updated your clothes. So she's, lace steal, trim. she's stealing the lace and she's lacing up her bodice. Mm-hmm. She's got the, her hat. Her skirts, uh, the fancier your clothes, the better off right. you came across. And the better you're treated, honestly. Exactly. And so, because you didn't, you just, you, people didn't buy new clothes. Yeah. Of course, clothes were made a hell of a lot better back then. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, people like wore the same thing over and over. You had one dress for days and then you had a dress for sleeping. Yeah. And then you had a dress for church. There wasn't much else. You know, and that was it. You had dress yeah. for work. Yeah, or or whatever, and yeah. So you'll you'll notice in this entire scene that her her outfit gets more outfitted, blingier. Bling. Yes, yeah, she she picks up some bling. She does, and that's why she continues to steal the lace. Right, right. That and lace was fucking hella expensive. And she and some food. I think there's some food along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lace. Um. So we see her make eyes with a dude, and um they they uh they. They do the do. They do, but with I think maybe with, with a little bit of feelings, some feeling, maybe. Maybe. Um. Well, so much that she forgets to start. <gasps> she forgets to start leaving her gifts, and I, oh. and I will say, like I thought this was really interesting because Ibis is narrating, and he's like, as so often happens when things are good, we forget to be thankful for the good things, and uh, and she gets like noticed. She gets caught stealing, and apparently, this is where I was like, and how did they know who she was? She gets caught for the transportation, for, for leaving transportation so early. I think, I think we're supposed to expect, in the show, we're supposed to expect that she's been caught stealing, and then yes. they, they figure out figure who she out is. That she, yeah, she's back from transportation, which wasn't supposed to be. And you were very confused by this. Like, yeah. how good can the records be from Cornwall to London? Or Ireland to London. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, Look. I'm like, because they don't fingerprint, so, they don't like. There's no. Uh, so it's explained in the book. It's poorly yes. done in the show, I think. But in the book, it's Bartholomew himself, and she doesn't start doing the do with him. Like she try, she's trying to steal from him. She's trying to steal from. And him. He notices her, and he notices who she is, and, and that, that is how she gets caught. Way better explanation. I know, right? Um, but well, she, I was waiting for Bartholomew to show back up. Yeah, so she gets stuck in prison. Uh oh! Uh-huh, except it's good. Um, so she's given food, and it's Mad Sweeney. So now, when in she's the next put cell, in, yeah, when she's put in prison this time, though, she's waiting for the hangman's noose at this point. Yes, yes, because she's already been she's already broken transportation and been caught stealing. So again, um, and so uh, Mad Sweeney's in the next cell, and he's he's like, oh, don't eat that. The bread's really the only thing worth eating, and um. You know, they start they start talking and he's yeah, like, do. I shouldn't even be here. Like they cut in front of me. And so, like, I hit him. He was going to get a 
beer. He was going to get a pint. He was even going to pay for it. He was even going to pay for Bless it. Bless his heart. Oh my Bless gosh, his heart. My baby. And so he's like, it's not my fault the guy lost his eye. And so, but now he's in prison. And that's not really a big deal anyway. I mean, yeah. seriously. And so, um, all, all, all throughout. Was it Wednesday? Oh, God. No, he lost his eye a long time ago. Oh, okay. Um, and even if it was Wednesday, it wouldn't have been that Wednesday because, like, he got photocopied when he went to America. Oh, that's true. Um, so, uh, <laughs> this is when, um, like, she's talking to him, but she's, the whole time, like, you see her putting some bread out onto the window of sill. Of course she is. And, um, so, uh, they're talking and she's like, yeah, I went to the Carolinas, but, like, I didn't stay long because I was, like, banging the captain. And so, um, Matt Sweeney's like, yeah, I had a lot of gold. But I didn't keep it. And he's like, um, he, he was to, de- he delivered it to the king. And she's like, yeah, okay. Um, and so he, uh, she tells him about, um, the brief time she spent in America and, um, and how she, uh, she met this woman who, who just changed her name and became like this whole new person. And she kind of thought that was amazing. Okay. I think you interpreted the scene differently. Okay. The story I heard was that she was in America and she ran into a Native American who had changed her name to Susan because she said her skin was like brick. Oh, is that why she would like, she was like, imagine her being called Susan. Her being called Susan. Oh, I did miss that. It's just like today, literally today, you can walk into a nail salon. And they they use Americanized names. And you know that that Asian American woman sitting behind the counter doing your nails is not named Jennifer. Yeah. But they do that to make... To make themselves more... Palatable. Palatable, accessible... Yeah. To... Not offend the whites... Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I interpreted the scene. Oh, as. I missed. I her missed. Skin was like brick. I missed the skin part because I did. I did and remember her saying, "Like, imagine somebody like that named Susan." That's that makes more sense mm-hmm. to me. Um, but she's like, um, and again, this this was really kind of sad. She said she'd be content just to be content. At, she doesn't want like. She doesn't want super riches. No, she she just wants contentment. And a that, little bit, just a little bit of it. Is that really too much to ask for? Um, and she tells she tells Matt Sweeney that she's like in America, you could deliver, you know, your gold to their king, and because she kind of thinks he's full of shit, but he's precious. Um, so when she wakes up the next morning, the bread is gone, and she starts to talk to Sweeney, but he's not there, and she hears somebody coming, and it is the uh, the warden, and all of a sudden he has nice food, and I was like, I don't like it. And, um, you're not supposed to. We find out that she's going to be sentenced in 12 weeks, but, you know, that's enough time for her to get knocked up and, you know, because they're not going to hang a pregnant lady. And so he's like, you're real pretty. And so she does what she has to do. And it's supposed again, to feel squicky. It's, it is. And again, this is Essie surviving. Yeah. This is all Essie has done her entire life. And a lot of women throughout history have had to resort to, Using their body as a commodity because... In order to survive, That's yeah. what they had to do. Um, and so she she gets uh, transportation for life, but she doesn't hang. And so... But it's this time it's not for uh, seven years. It's for it's life. It's for life. So she can never come back. Yep. And so we see, uh, we see her on the ship again, and it's just this miserable... Um, like, people are dying. 
And so she does uh, miraculously arrive in Virginia. So. Yeah, it was worse in the book. Yeah, it's it's way worse in the book. When she's on the ship, it's described as the bodies are packed so tight that there was a woman who gave birth and died in childbirth. Her and the child both died, but the bodies were packed in so tight that they couldn't even pass the woman up front. All they could do is throw the bodies out a porthole in the back of the ship. Yeah. That is terrifying to a woman who is eight months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's like miraculous that she makes it to Virginia at all with her baby. Um, and uh, she gets bought by um, her indentured tude, um gets <laughs> bought by a tobacco farmer, John Richardson. And he needs a wet nurse because his wife has just died and they have a baby. And um, so she uh, we see her give birth and she's basically raising both children. And she's telling them stories. Of course she is, because that's what a nurse does. I mean, yeah. she's basically the nanny. Yeah. And, and a wet nurse is, that's what's referred to as women who breastfeed other people's kids. Yeah. In situations such as this, it's a thing that happened yeah. back then. There was he no didn't formula. Have formula. Yeah. There was no powdered formula. There was no, you know, soy milk that you could just mix up together. That didn't yeah. exist then. You had, I mean, the baby had to eat. Yeah. So you hire a wet nurse, yeah, and that's what uh, Essie became, and that's a respectable profession, yeah. And for an indentured servant, she got yeah, a, she, got, she good. got a pretty good. She got good, yeah. Um, and so we we go back to our uh, modern story, and Laura's driving down the road, and man, she has cranked this ice cream truck up to frigid ass temperatures. It you hit me. <laughs> <laughs> and Mad Sweeney, it you. It's true. He's, over there. <laughs> he's freezing, <laughs> and he's like, um, he, he starts telling Laura that, um, because you know he's eating a popsicle, and he's like, well, you'll be able to eat too once you're resurrected, and um, he throws some coins out of the window, and Laura's like, now, okay, hold on, he does throw some coins, but why does let's let's explore why he's throwing some coins out the window, uh. He's talking about, you know, this person that's going to resurrect her will want a favor, but not gold. Yeah. And you see, now, this is really interesting to me. Uh, You see him toss uh, four, I think it was four gold coins Mm -hmm. out the window, and there's a white rabbit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm... Why was he tossing out four gold? It's not answered in this episode. No, it's not. But why did he... I want your speculation. Why did he toss out four gold coins to this white rabbit? Essentially to the white rabbit. I took it and I didn't think he was throwing it at the rabbit. I thought the rabbit was watching them. Well, okay. Um, You know what I'm talking about. The scene I'm talking about though. Okay. But I took it to be like almost like seeding. Like we saw Wednesday do with the dandelion. Yeah. Like, like maybe I I don't, I don't have an answer because the record, because I feel like he was really willing to give out not the coin, but coins because I feel like he can just, Make them appear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. As a leprechaun. And so I feel like maybe not not power. Not, he gains whatever the fuck they gain. Maybe as they're kind of like spread throughout the world and people find them. Like he's passing out blessings maybe? Kind of almost. Yeah. Because you think about leprechaun's gold. It's a leprechaun's yeah. blessing. You can translate but also, it. I, I don't, again, I don't know. This is not in the book. Yeah. And also like. Again, I've been re-listening to Harry Potter, so some of my <laughs> no, like some it's of fine. some no, of my fine. stuff is tainted by that. But 
it made me think of leprechaun gold jaded love um which leprechaun gold like disappears after a couple hours mm. and so like it yeah kinda, you can't you can't use that logic in this it, it kind of is... just mich- no i was thinking it was kind of like mischievous like oh you think you got some gold and then it just fucking disappears yeah but the, yeah you, yeah that's harry potter yeah i know this is not harry so potter. i kind of took it like i don't know seating or something something like that yeah i can see that. i again i don't have a answer yeah I kind of thought he was giving it to the rabbit. I thought he was throwing out an offering to the rabbit. Okay. Bunny. Eat your bunny. I think. I don't know why or to what end. But I think that's, it's an Easter bunny. That's how I interpret. I think. I'm just guessing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer yeah. either. But yeah. that was my thought was because we know we're going to see Easter. She's been cast. <gasps> I know we, that she, her picture is Everywhere. everywhere yeah i've been waiting uh and yeah we're only gonna get her in like the final episode yeah but that was that he was giving her the gold okay. that's my interpretation of that scene again i have no answer yeah oh so he, even though i've read the book this so is, now i feel like so off book now here. i feel like he was taking a hit out was he because that bunny fucks i don't know because that bunny fucks them up real know. good later but he didn't take the bait no I don't know. So was he? Or was... Now, because remember where they're going to the person of the favor of the guy who's good at resurrection. Come on. Who is that? Who's um, good at resurrecting? I don't know. Like, um, Wednesday? <laughs> she I did. will come across this table. She's like, I will I cut you. It. I will literally cut you. With my eyes. With my eyes. Jesus! Jesus! Which flavor? See, there's the question. Yep. So, I mean, maybe I could be wrong, but this yeah. is, again, this, we're off book here, so I don't have any prior knowledge. Yeah. But I kind of felt like he was making an offering to Easter. Could very well be. Where they're on their way to go see Jesus. Yeah. Easter Jesus. We know that's all wrapped up in Enigma. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, I think the was next he? episode is going to be very telling. On yeah, that, on that I hope front. so. I hope. God, I hope so. I hope that's explained. But they, he didn't just toss coins out to a bunny or near a bunny yeah. for no reason. Yeah, this show ain't got time. No, that's true. They don't do anything that's not deliberate. I really do think that it's crafted. So, so. there you go. Um, so he just casually is like, "Yeah, you know, I was a king once, and then I, then they made me into a bird." Um, and then I, I really do like this because the the fucking venom in his voice. When he's like, and then the church t- turned us all into saints and fairies. And, um, and finally the leprechaun. And finally the leprechaun. And so, um, and he sa- and then he says, and, uh, General Mills did the rest. Yeah, they did. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I like Lucky Charms. I know. Of course you do. It's sugar. Oh, I love Lucky Charms. Um, and so Laura's like, okay, well, uh, you know, what, uh, what's going on with this whole God gathering thing? What the fuck, man? And Sweeney's like, well, it's war. And he's like, I went to war once. Yeah, she's she's asking what dude's offering. Yeah. And um and of course he's offering war because he is war. Um and he's like, Yeah, I went to war once a long time ago, but I foresaw my death and um the night before the battle and I ran away. And because um, he knew if he stayed he would die. And so he says he he tells her that he owes um he owes them a battle and she's like okay uh or he tells her that he's done far worse than just run uh errands for wednesday and you're like oh baby 
And he gets all like pained and we get the flashback of him seeing himself dead and seeing himself flee. Yeah, so this is the story of, uh, I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce it, but who Mad Sweeney's yeah. modeled after yeah. is an actual character from mythology who his name basically translates into Mad Sweeney, who was once a king. Yep. And there was a battle and lost it, he lost went it mad. and he went mad. Yeah. So that's basically giving his backstory as this is... This is the evidence that this is who yeah. his character is. And he's kind of become a leprechaun just by the way. Through time. Yeah. Even though that particular mythology, he didn't turn into a leprechaun. Right. But whatever. Based on the, based on the way things change and adapt and, which I think is interesting and it's telling. He kind of got rebranded. Yeah. It's kind of telling based on how. He evolved with the times. This works. Yeah. Yeah. Gods change over time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, unless you're cheap. So this is when we see, um, the sweet little bun that likes to jump in front of trucks and make them crash. Um, because it jumps in front of the truck and Laura tries to avoid it and they have a spectacular wreck. And, um, Laura, um, who's been mostly dead all week, uh, flays herself open. On the windshield. Well, it's not even just that, but it's that Y it's the Y incision, incision that and it pops. just flaps her chest open and the coin comes out. I thought it was a pretty cool effect. Though. It was really. And the fact that, like, her boobs are just kind of flopping off to the side later. It was a really cool effect. I was effect. like, that's gross and cool. Which, by the way, we have confirmation that those tits are, in fact, fake. Um, that, was fake. A, that was a prosthetic. It is a prosthetic because I saw a, an interview again. I saw an interview with her, and she was like, her dad is a really big fan of the books, mm-hmm. and he asked her, can I watch this? Because he, she tends to get nude. Yeah, yeah. In her shows, and he likes to watch her work, and yet he doesn't want to see his daughter naked. Which, uh, good on you. Good on you. I mean, it's the right way to go. Let's, yeah. And she explained, she had to, she says, I explained to him that, you'll yeah, see something, you'll see but something, it's not me. But they're not mine. Yeah, yeah. So those are, Confirmed. it is in fact an appendage on her chest. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, I uh, mean, I'm called fine with it. that. <laughs> and it made it, and, and it, she is decaying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it looks, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, so yeah, when they, when they flapped open, I was like, that's really gross, but kind of cool. But it's also the first time we've seen those tits move. Yeah, that's true. Because tits move. Yeah. I'm just saying. They do. They wiggle. They do. Um, See? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not, oh my god, she shimmied sure. and everything. I did. Um, and so we see the coin fall out, and she's <gasps> dead, dead. Da, da, da. D-E-D? D-E-D, dead. D-R-T? <gasps> dead right dead there. Right there. So yeah. Um, so before we continue, and it starts hurting you, because it will, um, I did want to remind folks uh, that we enjoy the feedbacks. We do. Um, so you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. And on Twitter at randomtcasts. And on Tumblr at randomtpodcasts.tumblr.com. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. Yay! Yay. Um, and if you don't want to remember any of that, you can go to our uh, homepage, which is randomtpodcasts.com. Scroll to the bottom, and there's links to all that social, social wonderfulness. So much. And while you're on our website, you really, you know, could check out our other podcasts. I, I will say, in the two years that we have been podcasting, our American Gods podcast right now is our number one show. Yes. By a long shot. By a long shot. Yeah. But I think double the number of listeners. For everything else. Ne- down. I think the next show down. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, would be MCU Movies. Okay. I think, I think okay. MCU Movies is our next one. And American Gods has double. Wow, that's crazy. That number. 
of listeners. So uh, good on you guys. Yeah, thank wow, you. Wow, I don't know where you came from, but I hello. know, right? Hi. Uh, so yeah, go to our website. Check out uh, check out the MCU movie feed. Uh, yep. We do some pretty in depth talking on those. Yeah, we do. Uh, Spider Man. <laughs> Sorry, it's she just threw I'm up a little bit in her mouth. Really, I really don't like Spider Man. In case you haven't figured that out, uh, Spider Man Homecoming will be out here in a few weeks. She's going to spite research though, so like, don't think she's going to skim. Like, she's going to spite no, research. No, I will tell you everything that's wrong. With, I mean, different about the movie <laughs> from the comics. It'll be great. Uh. But also, this summer, we're going to be podcasting on the uh, Netflix. Netflix Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, one per season. One, Yeah, one podcast per season. So that's uh, one season of Daredevil. We'll get you one podcast. One season of Jessica. We're going to do them in order. One season of Jessica Jones. Se- was it? What season two of Daredevil. Season two Daredevil. Luke Cage. And then Iron Shit. Fist? Yeah. Iron Fist? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll be doing those this summer. So, you know, send us some feedback on that. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, we just wrapped up season three of Gotham. Yeah, we Season did. four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaws. I am not at all sorry. No. So, uh, that was a commission podcast. Hey, if you If you want to commission a podcast, all you have to do is donate at least $100. And we will podcast whatever movie. Or one season of television. Or a season of a yeah, show please pick the magicians uh this we we are not shy we will do porn yeah uh there's captain america winter soldier form out there right? i know i keep reminding people of that and uh. i'm like somebody do the thing <laughs> caitlin and claire chris oh <laughs> uh, we know you're out there so <laughs> i mean and god there's our mini series there's there we man Lots we have stuff. like like seven or eight I think active. we have several uh, active yeah. uh, podcast feeds out there. So check all of those out. We'd love to hear from you. I got nothing else. Where are we okay. going with that? Oh, um, I did want to um, ask our nice uh, listeners. Hey, American Gods folks. Um, it would be so super awesome if you would leave us a rating and a review um, on the platform, uh, the podcast platform of your choice, be it iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast whatever else exists that has pod or something in the title <laughs> or not um because there's lots of stuff that ends up getting our feed and i don't know what they are um but yeah that would i would we really like that because that's going to help other people find us um and it's also gonna you know if there's something you like about what we do um you know right now which still boggles my mind we are the number two American Gods. I don't know how that happened. When you do a search on American Gods, we're like the second thing that pops up on iTunes, which is crazy to me. Um, so yeah. So if you're enjoying is this Bizarro World, I know, right? So if you're enjoying what you're uh, listening to, we would really appreciate it um, if you would go rate and review us. So yeah, yeah. So that's all I had in the pimping session. Do you want me to continue on? Yeah, let's move on. Okay, so let's let's hurt everybody some more because you just like you get to the point where you're like, I really like this lady. Let's fuck with her. <laughs> um, oh, poor Essie. I know, right? So, um, we see her. The kids have grown up a little bit. Um, she's uh she's telling the kids her stories. Um, you know, we see uh the farmer come home. And she's she's more than just a nanny at this point. She's like she's like a like a maid. Yeah, she is housekeeper. There's, there there's a bit of a scene here where she's 
uh, they're bringing in the harvest. They're sitting like on a porch or something. Yeah. And she's telling the kids the story about leaving leavings for the first harvest. Yes. Uh, which is actually, there's a pagan holiday for that. Yeah. Uh, where uh, Halloween is actually the last harvest. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, is it, mid, it might be midsummer. This is the first harvest because there's midsummer and then there's uh, Lunasa, which is the middle one. Which and is then mid-mid. there's, which is, yeah, which is the middle. And then there's uh, Samhain or Samhain or Halloween, which is the final harvest. Right. Uh, but she's talk. She's talking about you know you leave a bit for the the fairies, the pixies, yep. the the whoever's. Yeah. And because she's that's what she's doing. Yeah. And then you see, I assume it's uh, John Richardson. He yeah. brings over a some of the tobacco. Yeah. And sets it with her stuff. And I, in my heart. I know. Just I was like, grew three sizes. I know. Like he seemed like a really nice guy. He really did. Um, even though like. He makes some advances, which, well, to me is a little squicky because of the whole, like, I kind of own you situation. But at, but, the, but at this point, how long has she worked there? He no longer sees her as that, though. Yeah. And so, um, and again, like, it's a shitty situation. It's a shitty society at this point. Well, um, yeah. So. And uh, before that point and after that point. Well, yeah. Um, but Today I, I love and, it, though, because uh, I, at first I was like, please don't let her get all hard eyed. And she doesn't. She kind of did. No, but like later. At this point, mm. he starts, he wants to like, you know, do the do. And she's like, she manipulates him to start off okay, with. Okay, she kind of does. Because she's like, oh, I could never, I yeah. respect you so much. And I'm just an indentured servant. And we could never get married. And how could you do this for some uh, poor woman who has feelings Such for you? Such respect for you. Well, she also, and she mentions having yeah. feelings. So, and, yeah. Which is actually different from the, in the book, all, she talks about respect. Right, right. In the show, she talks about feelings. feelings. Yeah. And so he proposes like right there. Hell yeah, he does because he's horny. I mean, I mean, he, he loves, loves her <laughs> <laughs> so much. Love in his pants, um, <laughs> mostly his pants. Well, uh, so but he does deal with the consequences of thinking with his penis. Yeah, because they and, has a baby and marries her. Yeah, yeah, and like that's the thing. I, I, and the book mentions that she loved him the best she knew how. She it all was she not want- that kind of a match. But yet they were good to each other. What she asked for was contentment. Yes. And that's what she got. Yes. Um, and I think, again, if you look back at that time, that was pretty fucking lucky. Yeah, it was. Because there was, oh, God, I would die. Not only with the bathing situation, but, like, <laughs> it was or the terrible. lack thereof. Or the lack thereof. So, like, this actually is, like pretty fairy tale yeah, in is. that in that time uh-huh. um so they were content with each other and um she uh she ushers the children off to school with salt in their pocket salt and bread um yep to keep them safe and um sh- they get 10 good years together before john passes away and um she uh she actually does mention hearing a banshee in the night and you're like okay um so but banshees are not inherently e- i i need to i need no they're harbingers though they're I, not I they're not inherently evil to defend banshees yep. banshees are not evil spirits nope. they don't kill people nope they are just harbingers they are of simply death. there warning you hey death coming somebody gonna die yeah anubis is coming they, even though he's from a different pantheon but he's coming they get banshees get such a bad rap they do especially in scooby-doo oh god yeah <sighs> But it was always Old Man Withers. It was never a real banshee. <laughs> and he yeah, would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you darn kids. 
Anyway. So, um, so she, uh, she continues on as a widow. She manages the plantation. Um, she, uh, and she continues to remember to honor the faithful. And did you notice when she leaves, takes out, leaves out that nice whole, 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 whole nice loaf, of, loaf of bread. It's during harvest. Yes. And she wraps it up and like, it's, it, it's, and she makes a thing out of it because there's a whole bunch of people behind her. Mm-hmm. And like she lays it out, she lays the so offering, like yeah. she's very upfront in, with her worship, for lack of a better word. Yeah, in uh, her beliefs. Yeah, uh, in and in the book, it's it's very blatant. Yeah, um, that she's not maybe not necessarily prosperous, but that she is well known to being fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they said she, she's steady, like the quality of, of their farm is steady. Was always steady. Yeah. Um, and she had good years and she had meh, okay years. But not as bad as it could have been. Right. And so um, this is when we see her age and we see her telling stories to her grandchildren and it makes one of them cry. It scares them. She, yeah, this is when she, I mean, in, and it's more better explained in the book, but yeah. she realizes that the time for those stories have come and gone. They have no place for it right here in America um, well, and, with these kinds of children because they're raised differently. They're not raised the way she was. And, um, and that in times just change. Yeah. And so she stops telling her stories Aww. and she says they she keeps them in her heart. Mm. Um, and yes, she does. Oh, my God. This was amazing. And one night we see. Um, which we saw at the very, very beginning. They did a flash of... of flash f- back forward? Back forward? Forward? Oh, God. Mm. Um, and we see uh, it's Matt Sweeney, and he uh, he calls her by name, and he greets her. By her old name. By her old name, Essie McGowan. And so right away I'm like, go back to it! Um, oh, yeah, they're in, like, Laura just died again. Oh, I should probably pay attention to this. Um, Sweeney wakes up, and he's like, hot damn, got my, got my coin! And... Um, but of course, Laura's like D.E.D. dead, and um, Super dead. he starts to walk away, and he can't do it. No, he can't. And I was like, my sweet angel. Um, we see, oh God, he was the one that caused them to wreck in the first place. Because Wednesday made, made him, him, maybe not made him, told him, made a deal with him, or he's him. in Wednesday's it's, employ. It's unclear. It's unclear what they're bond is but i get or what the bargain is yeah but i very much get that it's either a deal or some kind of a job but he is something he works for wednesday yeah um and he he did say that in the first episode with shadow um you know i work for i work for him too yeah so yeah he was made to do this well, and, and, the, and the thing is in the scene where you see laura lying there she's not dead yet mm-mm. oh mm-mm. oh that was Ooh. Yeah. I didn't like. Nah. And the raven was watching that night and it flies off to report back to Wednesday. And so, oh, and you have a note on this. So let me finish the uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up the summary you. for this scene and then you can um, jump in. Um, he uh, swears out loud. And oh, my God, I love him. And he grudgingly puts the coin back into her chest and she comes back to life and beats his ass. And um, she uh, literally has to try to pull herself together because she pulls <laughs> She pulls on a jacket because she's like, don't look at me. It's not the tits. It's the ribs. Yeah, it, it's the ribs. And so she's like, you know, her she's falling apart, literally. And so she she <laughs> gets a jacket on, zips it up, then goes back to the truck, turns it on, 
Well, she flips it back up on its wheels. Oh, yeah, yeah. She flips it. Um, turns it on and like, she's like, all right, let's go. When, she, when it cranks and he's like, okay. And he gets in. So she, I don't think, she, I got the impression that she does not know what he has just done for no, her. No, I don't think, she, I don't think she does either. I think she just thought, oh, we wrecked and then I woke up. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, you have a translation, wh- a translation of what he shouted. So he's speaking and I've seen this kind of everywhere. Uh, it's Gaelic. Yes. Irish is basically, it's, there's not, technically there's not really an Irish language. It's Gaelic. Yeah. It's, it's Gaelic. There is, is, there is like an old Irish. But it, but it's Gaelic. Yeah. It's and there, all, and there are sli- there are differences between Scottish Gaelic and Irish and Gaelic. Irish Gaelic. Of course there is, because they're different regions, really. Right. Uh, just like, well, there's different Englishes. There's, there's yeah. a difference between, uh, Mexican Spanish and Spain Spanish. Yes, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. so, you know, but this is, uh, I tried before I went searching on the web for a translation. Because the second she saw it, she was like, I'm a translator. I'm a translator like that. So I screenshotted and typed out the words and tried to put it into Google Translate. It failed. Which thought it was Romanian. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Because so, Gaelic is a very, like, you look at it written out. Like, if you haven't seen this with subtitles, it is a very complex. Yeah, it it's is. It's not just like, oh, a word. It's like, oh, God, that has 12 commas and, like, apostrophes Oh, it's apostrophes got the weird and signs. And one of these words yeah. is, let's see, 3, 6, 79, 10, 11 letters long. It's not I something mean, you can easily sound out either. And I'm so proud of Pablo for oh my saying it. So I did look around. I looked on Reddit. There was some translations of it. But I finally read, ran across Pablo Schreiner's Twitter, yep. which has what he was told he was saying. Which I got to think... They did their job, and this uh, is a budget is, production, so and, like, or big budget production. And he tagged Michael Green, who is the one who he was like, "Okay, tell me if I'm wrong, but this is what he's I'm one of the showrunners." Yeah, yeah, Michael Green's the showrunner. He said, "This is what I'm understanding what I'm saying." So this is the translation I'm going with, and it hurts, y'all. So get ready. What Sweeney is saying? Why does this shit happen to me? Have I not suffered enough? I am not bad. I'm not. Aww. Ah, my poor baby. Sweeney. No wonder you're angry and drink all the time. So, well, yeah, other than the fact that he's a leprechaun. Well, yeah. So, (coughs) yeah, that was, I'm not bad. I'm not a bad person. I'm not bad. I was just drawn that way. Yeah, he was. So that's, that's what I'm taking is the official translation of what he said. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so we we go back and we see the last of Essie's story. Um, you know he's ta- he's talking he's talking to Essie. Um, and it, it's at night and he's kind of partially shadowed. And of course, Essie never did see his face when they were in prison. No. Um. And so, um, he says, "I thought I thought you might know me," and he's like, "Um, I'm there. I'm I'm here in the new world, um, where." Almost nobody puts out gifts to the fairies except for you. And um, she's like, oh, my God. She realizes who he is. And he's uh, and she says, I have no quarrel with you. And he says, I don't have a quarrel with you, nor nor have I with you. And um, she immediately says, you've given me a lot of good in my life. And he's like, yeah, I've given you some not good, too. We blow both ways like the wind. And she's I loved it because she was like, yeah. 
It wasn't an indictment. It wasn't, how dare you do this to me? It's just the way it is. And she knows that. And the first thing she did was acknowledge that the good stuff, though. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. And this hurt so much. But if you recall, back at the beginning of this episode, the... Her grandmother, her name, whatever, the the mistress of the house, whatever she yeah, was. I think it was her nana because it was the same actress that played old Essie. Yeah, it was. Um, she says to her, you know, we have to be wary because they blow both ways. Yep. But we want their blessing. So we give them yep. the the offerings. to. So I feel like still even here, Essie is trying to offer leave an offering in saying you've done me good yeah well it, it's it's the kind of thing that if you court their blessing right you also court the other stuff too and that's just part and parcel with what mm. comes along with them it's not necessarily that you're gonna get bad but bad might come with along with it i always understood as you're less likely to get the bad if you leave the offerings if you don't leave the offerings then you're more likely to get the bad because they're mischievous yeah yeah i also kind of took it like Nothing is all good. There's always going to be shit mixed in with the good stuff. But if you leave the offerings, you minimize you're, it. You're less likely to get the bad. Yeah, that's why. You, that's that's why you leave the offerings. Yeah. If if it doesn't matter that you're going to get good or ill, just fuck if you off. Leave and, them, why the yeah. fuck would you do it? Yeah. Well, and also <clears throat> like the thing that like the very first thing she asked them for, which is Bartholomew, she thought was good, and she got it. It was not good. So like yeah, it's all I, in what I see you, that. Be, yeah, there's yeah. there was an element of be careful what you wish for. Yeah, in it as well, but also like I really liked this. This felt but sweet her going to, but and her, nice that they were talking together. But what if? Oh God! What if her leaving the offering to get Bartholomew? Mm-hmm. But then because of Bartholomew, she goes to transportation. What if the leprechaun was trying to get her to America? To get her the contentment, i.e. Yeah, like he saw the bigger game. The the man that she did end up marrying. Yeah. So maybe that's where they were trying to send her. Could the, be. Okay, so that. Yeah. Uh, it's, or, it's the or, long game versus the short game kind of deal. Right. So like, okay, maybe this little bad something happened, but the leprechaun was trying to get her there to give her the good that she, he was trying get to her give her. Get her where she needed to be. But also... <laughs> Because I can see all sides of everything. Right, right. But what she asked for was not necessarily a good thing. Right. Not good for her. Not good for her. So karma. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, it could go either way. Anyway. Yeah. But I, re- I really like the way um, these two interacted and the fact that it was old Essie. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of her life, at the end of her life, and um, he he's flipping a coin and he does the whole coin trick thing, and um, he asks her if she'll take his hand and he's going to take her home. Mm. And this literally actually made me cry. Well, and he he does say to her, "You brought me here, yeah. you and others like you." Yep. Uh, so again, there here's the coming con- to America. Here, this is this is the story of how Mad Sweeney. This is just a very elaborate to coming to America story. Boy, it is. Yeah. Uh, and I freaking loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I think, I think one of the things that I like about the Essie story and I'm, I'm, I think it just, I just realized it's a complete story. Yes. It's not part of the story. Yes. It's not it's just Essie's, a little snippet. It's Essie's story from beginning to end in yep. 20 minutes. Yep. And it was beautifully done. Oh yeah, it was. Cause you do like you, she does some shitty things. Cause I mean, arguably you start thinking like, okay, if she got Bartholomew, she got it by magic and trickery. Um, and it didn't work well for her. But like, 
she selfishly wanted what she wanted. And it even shows like there were times where she forgot to do the thing and bad things happened to her. And so it was a little bit of her. Again, yeah, they, we blow. But you ways. like her. I and liked the, her at the like throughout this whole thing. Yeah. I found her to be a likable character. And that's Wait, why she was more interesting than Laura. Yeah. And that's why I thought the contrast was because Essie are like no doubt in my mind did what she had to do to survive. And sometimes it was some shitty stuff. But she did what she had to do to survive, where I see as Laura kind of doing the same thing, but yet it's terrible. Mm, yeah. It ends up being like, I don't know, it just doesn't sit well with me because Essie, like this this captain, and maybe it's because of Shadow, and I like him, but like, she fucked the captain over, but good. Yeah, she did, but... Of course, he was fucking her over by like, owning her. Uh, but by law... Yeah. Was he really fucking her over? By bringing her home, he was because she was in danger of. Yeah, he was breaking the law. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, so I'm not saying what he did was right, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, so I still struggle with why I don't like Laura so much. Yeah, but here's what I'm seeing a lot of that I don't agree with. A lot of people are trying to see the Essie and uh, the Essie story of with mad sweeney as it's supposed to be a parallel to mad sweeney and laura i don't see it that way at all no i don't see it that way at all i think yes it explores uh it i think it's more of a mad sweeney story we're learning about mad sweeney and laura just happens to be it just happens to be the same actress i think that's why i think they muddied the waters when they used emily i think the but at the same time it also I don't know. I understand why they used her, but could a different actress have given us as well as good of a story? Absolutely. Absolutely. You think so? I don't Another think, actress? I don't, I mean, Emily's great and I'm not, again, I'm not minimizing okay. what she did, but I think it muddies the waters because I think a lot okay. of people are going to try to be like, okay, it was that way for a reason. So they're, they're, I think people are going to try to struggle to try make to connections. Read too much in, see, that's what I'm saying is a lot of people. Are, yeah. And I think even. Even to uh, the point of probably saying, oh, it's a love story. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, I think even Michael mentions in his email that yeah, a lot of people are trying to in, are, are interpreting it as we're supposed to see it as yeah. a parallel to Mad Sweeney Lore. I don't see it that way at all. So I see that they overly complicated it. I like Again, Emily did a great job. She does great accents. Yeah. I think we could have found an equally great actress. And this okay. would have also, also been, like, a really good opportunity for a new actress, for a no-name. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. So, so yeah, Emily was great, not discounting her, but also I think I, I think, think it does confuse things unnecessarily. I think what might have happened is they have this great actress here on set. They have Emily. It's She's right in front of them. And right. she was, they were, like, <sighs> blinded. And they didn't see how well, how it would affect, negatively it could affect their story. All this, yeah. oh, why do we need this? This could be we so a, cool. We have a great actress right here. Yeah. Why not just let her do it? And with it being interspersed with the Mad Sweeney Laura Roadshow, because, I mean, if you think about it in a weird way, the Essie story is an Essie Mad Sweeney Roadshow. She just didn't know he was there most of the time. That's right. <laughs> but he so, was. Like, so, but they, they, again, they forced that parallel where I don't know that they intended it. And if they did yeah, intend yeah. it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. They they didn't, I don't think they intended the parallel, but a lot of people are seeing it. Yeah. I don't see it, though. And I now, never saw that. And to me, it, it this this episode did explain how he treats Laura 
it's all guilt. Treats Laura the way he treats Laura. It's, it's totally it's guilt. Guilt. Because yeah. I it's think it's not that he. Oh, he misses Essie, and he he's no, projecting. And I don't like, think. I don't, I don't think, think there was Essie, a romance angle. No, and I don't think Essie's. We're supposed to see Laura as Essie's great 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 nope. great grandchild or anything like that. Nope. I don't see that. Um, I do think we're supposed to see that Mad Sweeney felt bad about the bad things for Laura for Essie. Yeah. And in the end, she got contentment. Yeah. Um, and so we see him. He's, but we also see he's not a bad person. No, no. Or he's not a bad demigod or whatever where the he fuck is. he is. Yeah. Um, he's not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's supposed to be our takeaway. This is supposed to be Mad Sweeney's backstory. Yeah. That's all I see. And he's not just the simple, angry muscle. He's which complex. is what he was. Which is what he was in the book. He was just the angry muscle. Yeah. In the, the book. Oh, he's a this this funny who gave away asshole. his coin. Yeah. Um, but they're making him to be a lot more than that. So that's, that's me. And I would be interested if, if, uh, it's, well, and even if it is touched in, touched on in our feedback, um, if you guys interpret it a different way, let us know because I, I could easily see where somebody would be like, cause I'm that kind of person where I'm like, no, they showed us that for a reason. It was set up that way for a reason, but there must set, be a parallel, but, but I really don't feel like there should there be. Doesn't must, the reason they showed it is to give us, to give Mad Sweeney a third dimension. Right. That's, that's the reason why yeah. they showed it. And it would have absolutely worked with another actress. I don't think it had to so be Emily. My, my question is, why did he throw the coins out the window? <laughs> that's what I want to know. I think it's a Why did question. they show that? And now it kind of feels like a hit, but I will say... That might have been it because we know Wednesday is not a fan of Dead Wife. No, but Sweeney couldn't walk away. Yeah, but it could be Sweeney fulfilling like, okay, we've got to take but out he did see the bird. Dead Wife. But he did see the bird. He did see the bird. He did see the bird, so that's why he did it. Oh, I just answered my own question. I, I kind of think he was taking a hit out. Oh. And then okay. in the end, he's like, God damn it, and I can't let her die it. again. He because he remembered seeing, ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, we could talk about this all day. Um, but at the very end, we get... Um, oh, sorry. I didn't realize we weren't done. No, no, no. Um, she does actually die. Um, we hear that um, by the time she was found, her body was still warm. And uh, we see Ibis finish, and he closes his book. And he looks pretty damn satisfied. As he should be. It was a good story. Yeah. It's a good yeah. story. I, I thought this was amazing. This This made me feel empathy in a way that I really haven't since the show started. And I like Shadow. And, like, I feel empathetic at moments towards some of these characters but this was the moment where i was like wow i feel like i'm now more invested okay i didn't miss shadow i didn't either and i feel bad for that i know i was like oh i love ricky but like i didn't miss shadow Shadow. i i didn't i yeah or wednesday can we just and they're great can we just have met sweeney i know and I, I really do like the interaction between um, Salim and Laura and oh Matt Sweeney God. because it's funny. It was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. So. So uh, we have. We just got something on our Facebook page and I'm just trying to make sure it's not relevant to our lives. Okay. As we're like recording right now. Because that has happened. <laughs> People have emailed us like is. two minutes after we've stopped recording. No, it's a Marvel issue. Okay, cool. Marvel. Marvel. It's Chris. It has to be Marvel. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so we do have some feedback. Okay. Uh, and this is from Letty. 
like spaghetti. Says, well, I'm an email. Thank you for giving us that, though. Says, hi, girls. I was super happy to hear you reading and answering to my email. First, to get it out of the way, my name is pronounced Letty, as in spaghetti. It's the closest I've found on how to say my name in English. Good that job, helps, you. That helps us so much. It really does. You don't know. Uh, she says, I got schooled with the explanation you made about Birmingham, Alabama, and the Vulcan statue. Why would Neil say something so inaccurate? Good question. And I will say, I haven't actually heard it from Neil's mouth. It's been a retelling It's always of been from Fuller. Fuller or Green saying, oh, well, yeah, Neil was da-da-da-da-da. But, so. Neil's, but Neil's not really doing a whole lot of press on this? Yeah, so I'm hoping it's not directly from Neil. But, again, why did they bastardize it? But whatever. Uh, she says, I can't wrap my hand around it. I'm used to seeing... I'm used to seeing my country misrepresented in fiction, and it is very enraging when you see it. I don't know. Uh, when you see, I don't know, the Dexter finale or X-Men Days of Future Past. I mean, everyone can Google and get accurate data these days. Not that hard, right? Yeah, you'd think. So all the feedback you made to my feedback only made me like you both more and more. Oh, yay. You are open-minded and not easily offended by fiction. Because, hello, it's fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but not everyone can make that distinction. We are huge consumers of fiction because real life sucks. Yeah. And fiction so much more interesting. It is. So let's go to episode seven. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Oh, my leprechaun. That's in all caps. Yay. I'm in love with Matt Sweeney like so bad. Yep. Uh, he is not only that beautiful creature called Pablo Schreiner. He's much more now. He's much uh, he is much more that a swearing, that funny, funny swearing guy. Or put that in proper grammar. Yeah. I can't. Apparently, I'm reading words out of your, order. Your brain no, is. Liter- I'm literally the one screwing this up. Yeah, your brain isn't braining well right now. I'm reading. I'm going too fast. His story as a former king was short but nicely developed. Such an interesting being, full of flaws, conflict, and guilt. Yeah, I like the damaged ones too. Yeah. Bucky, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And David Holler? Who's David Holler? Uh. Look that up. H-A-L-L-E-R? H-A-L-L-E-R. Okay. We probably should know that. We probably. It's probably going to be one of those where I'm like, I'm an idiot. Uh, or on the top of my list, the idea of this fallen king reminded me the nine kings turned Nazgul in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, somehow now serving a much more powerful lord. <gasps> oh, we don't watch that. Legion. Oh, we don't watch Which Legion. I've heard is okay. amazing. Okay. We should maybe watch that. Uh, somehow. Uh, Trying to lose his little dignity he has left. Yeah. My working theory is the coin the one dead wife has inside her was the one Essie gave him because those two coins look the same to me. Yeah, I like that. I like that explanation a lot. Symbolically, it would be beautiful. Maybe that was the first gold offer he got after the war he fled. I could see how that would make it powerful. Yeah. But he did. He did say it was a coin for a king. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have any, we've yet to have an explanation as to why this particular coin is special. Is special. When he literally throws the others away, he gives, he, he told Shadow he'd give him, you know, coins. And he can still do that. Right. But something about this coin, and that hasn't been explained yet. Yeah. And that makes sense. Uh, he said, I don't know. And I like to think Essie's an ancestor of Laura. Sorry, I don't think so. I don't think so, but who the fuck knows? But again, in the book, this is all we get of Essie, so I don't know. Maybe they could go that route. But again, this is the show, and they can do what they want, so who knows? says, I don't know if Essie ended up living in the same area Laura's family had its life, but hey, I can imagine things freely, right? Honey, you imagine anything you want to imagine. Yeah. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I didn't get that impression. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it wasn't their intent to make that, 
then they've confused people. So, because people are like, oh, they made a logical, like, okay, there's a reason they look alike. Yeah. So, I'm going to take a minute. Um, So, Essie came when she was here, the tobacco farmer, she was was in Virginia, and Lori's family's in... Indiana. Indiana. Which, that's not, I mean, that's not a huge... That would be a huge leap. I mean, people move all over the country all the time. Heck, yeah. Especially in modern times. I mean, because I live in... We live in the southeast, mm-hmm. and my oldest daughter lives in the most northern west state, and we're about as far apart as we could possibly be and still be on the continental United States. And my whole family's from the Midwest, and I came down here when I was a kid. Yeah, so, I mean, and, well, my mom's from England. Yeah. People move all the time. I'm not saying it's not within the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah. But but it wasn't it wasn't a Virginia to Virginia connection. No, so there's not that. Um, but I didn't get that impression that they could be related. I'm not saying they're not. Yeah, but I didn't get that. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think that I want that. I I don't personally. I, wa- I want Essie to have her own freaking story. Yeah, but that's me. Yeah, I think I just love Essie. Yeah, I love Essie. I know she's amazing. I want, I want her to be my nana. I know, right? Wait, I had a nana, and I love that actress. I meant to look her up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, you imagine anything you want, honey. You can. It's called head cannon. Yep. And they are powerful things. Letty, I don't know if you are familiar with the phrase of a head cannon, but that's exactly what you just did. Yep. That is a head cannon. Sometimes I even do it when it's directly contradicted by the show, and I don't care. It's <laughs> it's it's cannon um, in your head. Yep. That you have made for yourself, and that's perfect. And they're beautiful. They are, and you hold on to that head cannon, honey. Uh, hold back. on to it tight. <laughs> hold on to it tightly. Uh, so back to the email. It says, I love the change in narrative they made in this episode. The structure was pretty similar in the previous episode, but this one changed a lot and it worked well. I didn't even miss Celine. Okay. It reminded me of episode three of the season of Fargo, which we don't watch. Yeah. Or episode seven of Legion. I don't understand those references, but I, I appreciate that. And she says, I need to hear you two analyze Legion. Okay. Please, please do Legion. I've heard it's really good. We might could do a podcast for a season. Yeah. Maybe. We've got a lot on our docket right now, but... Okay. That's where I know her from. You just made a face. Oh, she was in Lost and our... Oh, I never watched Lost. I know, but our, our incoming Jesus, uh, who I assume is going to be in the next episode, um, was also in Lost. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that it's Fanola, um, Fanola Flanagan. I know that name. Um... Or Fanula? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. There's a U in there somewhere. <laughs> um, and she, I love that actress. When I saw her as uh, Essie's grandmother and then old Essie, I was like, oh my God, I love her. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. If, if uh, I, I don't know. It's a show I've been interested in seeing. Yeah. Uh, but she says, I think it's a useful resource when you need to make a strategic stop when you are near to a season finale. It also makes a statement as a storyteller about the importance of certain characters and how really valuable they really are in the whole of things. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to Mad Sweeney now when the crows tell Wednesday about his attempted redemption. I can think of something because of the books. I won't spoil anything, but I please don't take that amazing character from us. Yeah. <laughs> One I left- wouldn't think so. I would think they're they're building him for a reason. God, I hope they're so. They're giving him a bigger presence in the books I for a so. reason. And I, I'm, I'm really hoping it's a long game type deal. I hope so. 
because reasons. And I, I feel you, lady. I totally do. Uh, just one last thing. The poetry in that final moment when he goes to old Essie to tell her it's time to go. I found water falling from my eyes. Yeah. I love how fair it all sounded. And oh, the analogy with the wind. And there's a big heart. Yep. Uh, that's kind of God I'd like to believe in if I could in something even resembling to a God. Yeah. That's all for now. A lot of love from me to you. Oh, I'm making a heart yeah. with my hands. You making a butt heart or a real heart? I'm making a real heart. Okay. But also butt heart but because butt heart. they're both powerful. So, yeah. So. All right. We have a strangely short email from Michael. Oh, that probably means he's not happy. <laughs> I'm just assuming. Yeah. Uh, aloha, ladies. I didn't hate this episode. <laughs> oh, God. Even though I do think it muddies the water story-wise. Yeah. Having the same... And this is, was your argument totally. Yeah. Having the same actress play both Laura and Essie is the issue. Narratively, does this make Laura some sort of reincarnation of Essie, a distant relative, or a coincidental lookalike? Yeah. They've created a situation they'll have to explain when that wasn't in the book. Am I the only one who didn't have a problem with it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, and that's fine. Well, no, but I think the people that didn't have a problem with it, and again, I'm not faulting anybody who wants to take that and make it like, oh, they're related or, oh, there's some connection. I don't, if um, they are, they better explain it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's me. Um, I'm, and since I'm of the opinion that they're not connected, that it was just, oh, Emily's here and she's great. Um, that's why it kind of think it needs put, more than that. Yeah, that's why I kind of think it puts a bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, I don't know why you did this. So yeah, uh, he says. But I also had issues with the sudden frustrating sympathy for Matt Sweeney. It felt very out of character for him to bring her back with the coin. Speaking of someone who also read the book, yeah, it does. But I don't care. Yeah. Plus guilt, man. But I like guilt. it. Guilt's a powerful thing. It. And and it's okay for you to not like it. Yeah. Um, I was fine with it. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I wanted him to be more of a, a full character. Where in the book, he's pretty much just a ball of anger. Which you would love. Yeah. Oh, I love him. I loved him before and I love him now. <laughs> he said, the episode does not seem to drive the main story along, which is also a problem. Man, he has so many problems with this. And that's okay. So I appreciate them wanting to fill out the secondary characters. It feels like they're doing so at the expense of the main story. I, yeah, and and that's, I I bitch about that in other pieces of media. So I think that's probably a valid. Well, his his next statement is all this complaining probably makes it seem like I don't like it. I actually did enjoy it. It just feels like a diversion. When you, I get that, I mean, we talk about this when we have like a twenty-three episode season, like yeah. in Gotham or Agents of Shield. They have those filler episodes. Mm -hmm. This was kind of a filler episode. It was, and that's not to say it's not important in its own way for the development of Mad Sweeney. But when you but only have when eight you episodes, only ha again, yeah, you can't dick around much. They apparently felt this was so important that they literally left out the two biggest characters in their show. Yeah, there was I, no Wednesday and there was no shadow. I kept waiting for like a token appearance. Nothing. I'm just really hoping that they uh, go further with it. Yeah. I'm just hoping there's more. To it. Anyway, he yeah. says, uh, but hey, we get Easter Sunday. <laughs> he made a pun. Yes, he did. There's a comma in there. That's a gross dad joke worthy of the genre i love it uh he says chinowith should be fun i liked her haunt i liked her on gcb uh oh god what was that called uh, it's an acronym 
Um, I'm hoping so. Something, something, bitches. Uh, hold on. It was it was Texas, and I only watched like the first episode because of Christian Chenoweth, and I love her. Um, hold on. Good Christian bitches, I think it was, but they had to call it GCB because it was a it was ABC. It was very short lived. Um, yeah, I think. Crap. Hold on. All right, that was a loud kitty cat. Kitty. Um, yeah, I think it is good Christian bitches or something like that. Um, but yeah, okay. she's she's funny as hell. She's got really good timing. Yes, it is. I looked. I finally had a bit okay, of the trivia. Um, she's funny as hell. Um, and she can she can do that really kind of campy, but also endearing kind of a deal. So I I love Chenoweth and I'm excited. Okay. She was on Pushing Daisies too, which Fuller. Uh, yeah, was in on. Yeah, he was. So yeah. So he says, "Cheers and stay jarless." It's it's okay for you to not like it and for me to like it. Which is weird because usually Janya is the fightiest one in the room when it comes to it's not it's the not adaptation. Yeah. yeah, I just reading, they won you over, man. They did reading, listening, whatever you want to call it, to the story of Essie. I wanted the pixie to be Mad Sweeney. Yeah, listening to it, like if I wouldn't have known better, I kind of would have thought it was him because they make a very pointed reference to, and and not only did her grandmother um, tell her that they, they were all green and red hair is when he finally comes and shows himself to her, she makes a point of saying he was dressed all in green and he had this fiery red hair, um, which I'm like, okay, that's a big giant leprechaun. So, yeah, I was totally cool with yeah. it that so i have a question so do we see like the pixies or whatever the hell we call them in the story and again give me a non-spoilery the only the only the are you talking about an essay story no in the rest of the american god story or is this just a completely disjointed coming to america i think it's just going to be completely disjointed coming okay that's why i'm i'm glad we got this i yeah i mean really glad we got this story because i think it's a good story and tying it to matt sweeney is the way to bring it in without us being like why the fuck should i care about this my only concern with the coming to america stories is that we're burning through them really quickly yeah and we're gonna i think we're gonna run out i think they're gonna make new ones make new ones and i'm not gonna like that yeah i think they're burning through them in the first season way too quickly so and again feel free to censor yourself Cause spoilers. Um, so, do we get Billquist's coming to America in the book? Yeah, Billquist was in the book. No, do we get Billquist's coming to America? Oh. No. Fodder. That's that's one right yeah. there. Yeah. I think we're going to yeah. see more of yeah. the coming to America specific to the characters yeah. that we see on screen. I don't like it. I know you don't. I like it. I'm excited. <laughs> I like it. Because, like, me, I want to see the Technical Boy one. I want to see the Media one. I want to, I sure as hell want to see the Mr. World one. So, like, I kind of hope we get ones that we're not familiar with because I want them all. And I, and I would feel more connected with the ones of the characters that, I, uh, that I'm getting to know. And so far, they've all been characters we know, right? The Coming to America stories? Yeah, it's been Odin and uh, Mr. Nancy, and it's been... Um, but we don't know that we know Mr. Nancy. Okay, we know Mr. Nancy. Be quiet. Okay, we, he was... Well, he was in that spider. He undid the handcuffs for like five we seconds. We know Orlando's in the show, so be quiet. <laughs> so, uh, then we got 
Then we've got Mad Sweeney. Then like we've it. got. I don't like it. Who else? I don't have like we it. gotten a coming to America? Oh, Mexican Jesus, Mexican Jesus. Um, there was the Anubis one. Yeah, yeah, there was the Anubis one. But or, that that wasn't a coming to America, or was it? Yeah, because she, her Nina. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nina or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, I would rather feel connected to them by seeing people that you know the the characters I know. I know you want it to be like every word verbatim from the book because you're that person. Yeah, you, you nerd. But yeah. And usually I'm that person. It's just, it's kind of nice not to have to be that person because I don't know any better. So, yeah. Um, so, do you have anything else before we go? We have, the, it's the finale next week. Yeah, next week is, that's it. And we or don't, this week. God, it's tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, it's tomorrow. And while we know season two has, it's been renewed for season two, we don't know when we're getting it. No. It may be, wow, it's not going to be anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be sometime 2018, but I don't know when. And they may fast track it because it's been so popular, but we don't know. Um, No idea. And I will say from a housekeeping standpoint, um, we know it's kind of rough waiting almost a week to record. Yeah, we're so sorry about that. We already had such a full docket uh, on our midweek because we had Gotham on Monday uh, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. airing on Tuesdays, and we had to record both of those uh, Thursday or Friday night, which left us no time. I mean, the only place we could squeeze it in yeah. was the following week. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. Well, the uh, Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have both changed. Again, we can't make any promises because we don't know when American Gods is going to be back. No, even if it's going to air on a Sunday. We're going to try to do yeah. it sooner because agents for of shield season two. yeah agents of shield and gotham have both moved to uh later in the week they're now on thursday and friday respectively did i say that right yes yeah so i mean who knows we can't promise anything but hopefully because it's been kind of hard for me too because i've been like oh, i want to talk, about, talk it. about it now yeah yeah it has been rough so there you go so yeah and again, it's all hashtag TBD soon, uh, whenever the hell they d- decide to... I mean, we didn't even know the premiere date for this until, like, really close to it. Yeah, in, it was. In my opinion. Yeah, I was um, I was surprised we got it as early in the year as we did. Yeah, because I thought it was just going to be one of those things that it was just going to be but there But at forever. least it's, uh, it's, not compete- it didn't com- it's not competing with Game of Thrones, though. Which, huh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry guys. Priorities. But like, yeah. Priorities. And Darby Dragons. Also, if you want a really good Game of Thrones podcast... <gasps> bald move go check out bald move yeah they are the go-to podcast they absolutely are, they are one of our inspirations yeah i'm just really glad they're not casting this because I, I was know. like i was like please <laughs> we could never us. we could never <laughs> they are professional full-time podcasters yeah. so they are what we dream to be yeah yeah so but um i did just want to if if you've been struggling with that and maybe not been happy with you know how late we've been recording we haven't either so yeah, we're not we will try it. yeah we will no promises though um are we doing a season wrap-up we might could if there's want for it okay so again we're not just gonna do it just if there's no extra feedback because um well we do have at least two people who are prone to write to us after uh, the fact after the fact so I'm I'm not adverse to it, and and it, this may be one where I might see. It, it all depends on what the finale is, because mm-hmm. I might have to percolate on it, and then have thoughts later, <laughs> have additional <laughs> thoughts. Percolate. So uh, there's there's probably a good chance there's going to be a season wrap up cast in addition to episode eight. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. So, uh, I, so I don't have anything else. Do you? 
No, I don't have anything. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks.